welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And you're listening to episode 99, and we're going to start by going straight into our song of the week with Vivian. What have you got? So my song of the week this week is called Scarlet by Holly Humberstone. So yes. this is an artist we've both spoken about, but I think Maddie was the one who brought it up on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I think so. It was a while ago now, actually. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of crazy because I think she only started releasing music at the beginning of last year. Yeah. And she's just, like, catapulted in terms of, like, her popularity totally. and everything. And I think she's releasing her first EP in a couple weeks' time, which is really exciting. Because she's just been releasing singles um, up until this point. And this is her latest single, which actually came out like two months ago. So yeah. <laughs> it's a bit late here, but you know. It's fine. It's fine. fine. Um, I'm obsessed with this song. It's just such a like, it gives me this nostalgic feeling. And I think a lot of that is because it has a lot of these synths in it. It kind of has this really like heartbreaking, just like you know heart-wrenching tone to it and it's just Mm -hmm. so easy to sing along to and I I really really love the story behind it as well because obviously the song is called Scarlet but um obviously that's not Holly's name so I was kind of like what is this song about Scarlet yeah (laughs) um and so after a bit of digging I found out that this song is actually written from the perspective of Holly's friend who's called Scarlet and sort of the experience that she went through with this toxic relationship and the breakup of that relationship. And Holly was sort of saying that, you know, I watched her go through this for like a year and I was with her every step of the way and I wanted to sort of put all of that into a song for her. And it's just so cool that she did that, first of all. Imagine your friend just writing you a song. I know. From your perspective. Friend goals, love it. (laughs) But... Just the way that she's managed to sort of bottle that feeling, like, into this song has been done so well. And for me, personally, the line that I really love is the first line of the chorus where it's like, and I've cried all the summer away. I've just cried all the summer away. And it's such a simple but powerful line. Like, and I really love it when artists can do that. They can just convey an emotion, a feeling in just that one little line. And you know exactly what they're trying to say. And it's just gorgeous. Yeah, because it really sort of... Because it's talking about this, like, really toxic, long relationship. And the fact that it just encompasses the fact that you've, you know, wasted, like, three months. Mm -hmm. You know, just you know, wallowing in whatever emotions that you're feeling at the time. Like, it's just so, yeah, just really effective in showing what you're trying to convey with the story. And I think the rest of the song, like, as a story, is really, really well done. Yes. Like, I've always been a super big fan of um, Holly's lyricism. And also, like, her voice is just really soft and gorgeous and I'm obsessed with it like ever since I first heard her sing I was like oh my god I love this lady like, yeah amazing um but yeah this song I've been listening to it for quite a few weeks now and I was I was wondering if you'd yeah <laughs> if you'd um picked up on it or heard it yet but um yeah no it's a really really great one this is one of those rare instances very much like with Halsey and like the band Camino <laughs> where, where our tastes align. They align <laughs> in this beautiful way and we can just bond. It doesn't happen very often. It so really I think we it. have to just take stock of these moments and just kind of take them in and hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'm so excited for Holly. I feel like she's got such a like great career ahead of her and 
I'm really excited to see, um, you know, what else she comes out with, but I'm obsessed with this song, and that is my song of the week for this week, Scarlet by Holly Humperstone. Maddie, over to you. All right, my song of the week this week is called Burning Bridges by Sigrid. So if you've been listening to the podcast, like, since its inception, <laughs> um, I talked about Sigrid, like, ages and ages and ages ago, but I haven't really brought up much since because she hasn't really released too much new music. Um, but this song, Burning Bridges, is her second single that she's released. Um, it was released back in August, actually, so it's been out for a while. Um, but it's coming off, like, I think she's in the midst of working on an album, but we haven't really received any info on that yet. Um, but this song is really, really cool. I love how punchy and upbeat it is, even though it's talking about this relationship that you just need to, like, you know, like, you've come to a point and you just realise that you need to just, like, cut it off, break it off, it needs to end. And that's essentially what the song is about, like realizing that, you know, this has been going on for too long and you just reach a point where, you know, a point of no return, essentially. Um, and the major feature, I think, of this song is the strings in it. It's just so, so well incorporated into the rest of the song. And it just, like, elevates it, like, you know, to a new level. And I just really, really love it. It's very much, like typical Sigrid like Scandinavian pop kind of because she's Norwegian if you didn't know um yeah it's just amazing Scandi pop love it, <laughs> love it. <laughs> we love a good string section here at oh uh, yeah Air. we always we always say it elevates the song and it truly does um especially in this case like it's such a like I don't know like it really just lifts the song to another level like the energy just goes up to another level which I always really enjoy and her vocals, I think, really shine mm, here in this yep. song as well, which is really cool because it is a pop song, and I feel like when a lot of the time when you hear these sort of pop songs, it's kind of hard to sort of hear how well a singer can sing, but I think in this case she sings really well. The yeah, song. there's quite a few, like, belty yeah. notes in the chorus, and she kind of gets up there. It's really, really good, and to see how, like, powerful she sounds as well because she doesn't have, like, a big, like, booming voice. Yeah. But, like, when you hear her sort of, like, singing up in the heavens like that and she's got that, like, conviction, it's just really, really good. And I just love, like, the first, like, the first line of the whole song is, like, I can tell you the truth, but you'll call me a liar. Mm. And, like, just that sort of thing. And it just goes along the whole way through and I just, yeah, really love it. So please listen to it. Um, that's my song of the week. It is Burning Bridges by Sigrid. And we're going to go into our what's trending segment with Viv. You have some amazing news about Taylor. Yes. Your so BFF Taylor. My BFF. <laughs> that she doesn't know about, but no. you know. Secret. Secret <laughs> BFF. It's fine. So obviously Red, the re-release is coming out next week. So we have some exciting news. Um, this is an article from Billboard written by Joe Lynch. And it says Taylor Swift reveals all too well short film is coming very soon. As we near the release of Taylor Swift's Red Taylor's version on Friday, November 12th, the two Swift updates are coming fast and furious. Not only is Swift headed to The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Late Night with Seth Meyers, and Saturday Night Live on the days before and after it drops, but we'll see Taylor Swift starring in her own short film The Day Red Meets the World. On Friday, so that was today, 
Swift revealed that there is a short film coming on November 12th to accompany the fan favourite, critically acclaimed Red Track all too well. Not only does she star in it, but she wrote and directed the damn thing. And based on a 30 second teaser clip she posted on Twitter, it looks gorgeous. The tease itself depicts a lonely, lovely autumn back road in the woods. You know, the kind of place where you just might find yourself wearing a scarf. That's a hint of the song, <laughs> in case you didn't know. <laughs> Gradually- I wouldn't have picked that up, quite frankly, so thanks for the explanation. <laughs> Gradually, a car toodles down the road, briefly upsetting the dead brown leaves on the pavement. Wow, this is written really well. Yeah. <laughs> so poetic, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Based on the little celluloid flicker at the end, the all-too-well short film s- seems to be filmed on 35mm as opposed to digital. The Twitter tease also unveils the starring cast. Swift, Dylan O'Brien, who's from The Maze Runner, Love and Monsters, and Sadie Sink, who's from Stranger Things and Fear Street. So, guys, mm-hmm. um, I am unwell. <laughs> <laughs> So you need to know. (laughs) When I saw the news this morning, I did scream, but it's okay. I recovered. Yep. I just don't know how I will be when this comes out next week. Um, It's like, it it feels to me, it's like the Halsey movie, like, all over again, but just with a different person. (laughs) Exactly. You hit the nail right on the head. That is exactly how I feel. Um, I just, I think she's trying to give us all a heart attack. Yeah, I think so. Because as we know, All Too Well on Taylor's version is going to be 10 minutes, which scares me. Yeah. But I'm also (laughs) excited. But the fact that she's also saying that there's going to be a short film, we don't know how long this is going to be, but I'm assuming it's going to be very much around the same length or probably longer um, as the 10 minute version of it. But I'm so excited. And I just, I wonder what it's going to be like. I wonder if it's going to be sort of telling the exact story that the song says because obviously All Too Well is a very story-driven song. It's very vulnerable. It's very personal. If anything, I think it's Taylor Swift's most vulnerable song because it very much is very much looking into a certain time of her life and she's very much putting it out on a plate. So I'm excited for whatever this will be. Yeah, I mean, I do like the song. Like, as much as I hated Taylor Swift back in the day, I did. I kind of that song um but i haven't really like delved into it as much as all of the taylor fans yes taylor stands out there Mm. um so i wasn't really aware of the story or the place in her life at the time where Mm. she was when she wrote it and all of this sort of extra context yes so it'll be good i think to see how the song complements the short film or vice versa um and how it's sort of like plays out and dylan o'brien's in it i love dylan o'brien yeah and i love sadie like i think she was she played max in stranger things in the latest seasons and um i'm i think she did so well there and i think she's a really cool actress she's excellent yeah so i'm really excited to see like how they play off each other and obviously swift taylor swift is going to be in it so i'm kind of like what I wonder, like, how that's Unless gonna be. Unless it's kind of like a flashback type thing. Yeah. And like, pull to, like, her now. That's I what know. I was thinking. I think that's... Maybe. that. Unless it's, like, gonna be some, like, weird cameo thing. Yeah, <laughs> she like, just, like, pops out of the woods or something. It's <laughs> like, hey, I'm watching. And then, like, disappears. <laughs> that'll be funny. That'll be hilarious. I don't think that'll be it. No. But we'll see. Um, you I'm never gonna... know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I just think, oh my god, I just realised... 
Taylor Swift's Red, well, Taylor's version of Red, will be out when we do our 100th episode. How amazing is that? Oh, my God. The stars have aligned. Holy moly. I'm sorry. That's crazy. I'm going down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Maddie, just just go. Tell (laughs) your next topic. Down down a new rabbit hole. Um, We were absolutely rocked by this next story. We were. So I'm just going to read the article so you have sort of some sense of what's going on before we absolutely spiral into crazy people. Um, So this article is from Variety and it's written by Elise Schaefer and Matt Donnelly. And the title, are you ready for this, guys? Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo to star in Wicked Musical for Universal. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my god, okay. Losing my mind. Okay, Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo are soon to be defying gravity. Grande and Erivo will portray Glinda and Elphaba, respectively, in Universal's big screen adaptation of the Tony-winning musical helmed by In the Heights director John M. Chu. He has been attached to the project since February and casting rumours for the film's two main roles have been swirling for months. The stars announced their castings in respective Instagram posts on Thursday evening. Quote, Dear Cynthia, honoured it doesn't even begin to cover it. I cannot wait to hug you. See you in Oz. Grande wrote in a message to Erivo sent with a pink and green floral arrangement, the signature colours of Glinda and Elphaba. Both stars are true multi-hyphenates, with Grammy-winning pop star Grande getting her start on Broadway in the musical 13, and acting in shows like Victorious and Anna McKay's upcoming film Don't Look Up. Arivo, on the other hand, is near EGOT status, having received a Tony, Grammy, and Daytime Emmy Award for her role as Celie in the 2015-2017 the revival of The Colour Purple. The Wicked film adaptation has been a long time coming and was most recently stalled by Stephen Daldry's departure as director last October due to scheduling conflicts. Stephen Schwartz, who penned the music and lyrics to the Broadway show, is adapting the screenplay with Winnie Holtzman. Mark Platt, who produced the Broadway musical, is set to also produce the film. So, guys, Linda and Elphaba are Ariana Grande and Cynthia Revo, and I am beyond excited for this. Losing my mind. I yeah, we we have already had our scream sesh. <laughs> we um, did before this, so we've kind of got that out of our system. But still, I haven't stopped thinking about it since I found out. I uh, yeah, literally, we found out before we had even listened to each other's songs this week. I saw this post on Instagram and I was like, wait, Maddie was talking to me. I just, it was going. She just like stopped. (laughs) I was like, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? I could just see her face drop and then she just turned the phone around and I like screamed. It was just, honestly, I don't even know what to say because, okay, here's the thing. Wicked, amazing. Incredible. Piece of art. Beautiful. And as much as people can say that it's, overhyped or whatever it's because it's good yeah it's because it's great just because (laughs) you don't want to be like with the mainstream exactly and think that it's too commercial like shut up shut up (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) defying gravity is the bomb okay (laughs) leave me alone and i mean it's one of those things where obviously the fact that we're only just getting a film adaptation now is Like, you know, you were just saying, like, there's been issues with it, but the fact that we have these two big names and who deserve these roles Mm, and who I think, no doubt in my mind, will excel in these roles, um, I think it's going to be a a success, but it's all sort of now going to be about how they sort of translate. Because obviously translating from, like, the stage to the screen, we've spoken about, aka D. Evan Hansen. Mm. 
and cats. <laughs> cats. We don't mention her. We don't. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a difficult thing to do. So I just, I hope they do it justice. But I think, you know, just focusing on the fact that they're going to play these roles is going to be amazing. Yeah, because there have been, like, you know, whispers about, like, a Wicked musical being, like, becoming a movie forever. Like, there mm. have been so many people who've wanted, wanted it. Um, because it is such a popular and like it really has defined I think a generation of sort of musicals yes in that sense um and so like they only released the rights to like the script and stuff for other people to like you know like for um like amateur theater people mm. to like even buy the script and whatever like only recently um so I am super excited because I am Anyone who knows me knows that I'm in love with Cynthia Revo and everything mm-hmm. that she does. Um, because she is, like, one of the biggest powerhouse voices ever. Like, the first time I heard her sing, I was in tears within two minutes. <laughs> me too. Um, so there's that. Um, so I, yeah, I don't think anyone could pull off Elphaba. Like, in, in a movie sense, I think there are a lot of amazing vocalists, Broadway vocalists, who could do an incredible job on stage. Mm-hmm. But in like in a screen sense, I think Cynthia Revo is like the perfect like star power, and just I think she will be able to embody the role really, really well. Agreed. And I think with Ariana, like I'm, I haven't really heard her do much Broadway musical stuff. I do know that she has like done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not like. I think she will be able to do a really good job. I'm just worried about... I think I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to <laughs> like musicals and things like that. So I think, like, I hear a lot of... You know, when I hear people do covers or, like, other people step into the, into those roles, you know, I'm always going to think of Glinda as Kristen Chenoweth. Like, yes. that's the only sort of way that I'm going to be able to picture it. But I think I just need to let go. That's just a me problem. It's not... <laughs> But it's not an same, Ariana problem, it's a me problem. But actually, like, jumping off that point, like, Kristen's, she's got this really, like, her, not just, like, her singing voice, but just her voice in general is so, um, oh, yeah. you just know it's her. Yeah, like immediately. So, like, it's so distinct, and, like, even when you watch, like, bootlegs of, like, <laughs> the, the original <laughs> cast, yes. Shush, You're not allowed to do that. We don't that. watch bootlegs, <laughs> don't record them. Or, like, wink, wink. <laughs> Or just any sort of performance of her in, like, or even when you listen to the soundtrack, like, you just know it's her. So it's going to be interesting to see how Ariana takes that and makes it her own. Yeah. Um, Because, obviously, she doesn't have her voice. While incredible, it's not, you know, the same sort of voice as Kristen. So I'll be really interested to see how it goes. Yeah, I'm super, 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 super excited Mm. for this. Um, Vivian and I will be attending the we will movie be. probably yes. at least 10 times. Yes. Um, so <laughs> we'll get back to you with our thoughts on it, I promise. Um, but yeah, that's it. I think we're going to cut it off there. Because <laughs> we'll go on forever. I'm just going to be thinking of this for the rest of the episode now. Yeah, I can't wait until, uh, like, I don't even know when it comes out. It's yeah. probably not going to be for like two years. And I'm just going to be thinking about this thing that's off in the future. Just, it's just going to be in the back of our minds. Like, oh yeah, I that's coming. I wonder when that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So that's it for our What's Trending. Um, next up is Under a Rock. Vivian, go for it. Okay. Uh, so. Try to follow that. <laughs> try and trying to go back to our actual 
format now, but um, my Under a Rock this week is called Serpents by Sharon Van Etten, I think that's how you say it. So this is yet again a song that I heard from a TV show. <laughs> we should have our own segment for that, I think honestly. so, <laughs> TV show tunes, I love it. So I actually heard this um, while I was watching the Netflix show Made, highly recommend, it's such a great show, and the point where this song plays in the show is done really, really well. Um, and the song itself is such a, it's an interesting song. Like I would, it, it's an old song as well. I think it came out in 2012, which was, um, Sharon's debut album, I think. So quite a while ago now. Um, but I really, really enjoy this song because the whole time it sort of feels like it's building towards something. And as the song progresses, you sort of just hear these little elements added in, whether it's more percussion, whether the guitar sort of becomes louder as it's like driving and strumming. It's slowly sort of building and I really really love that feeling because it's it's sort of talking about this really you know um sort of subject where it's you're talking about like this relationship and how the perspective is oh I wonder if this person's ever going to change I wonder if I'll ever sort of get out of this relationship which if you've seen Made it very much sort of plays with that storyline as well um but I sort of love the way that they used it in that context but yeah, I really, really like this song, and I, I definitely want to check out the rest of her stuff. Yeah, I didn't um, love the song, but that's just personal preference thing. Um, but I really, I think one of the things that was really interesting was that sort of, like, driving guitar that kind of, like, pushes the whole song forward, mm. and it kind of keeps it moving, and I think it's, like, a really, really interesting um, element in there, and I think, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool song in the way that they sort of, like, delve into that yeah topic and that sort of subject matter is yeah really really cool yeah so i'm i think it, it was really like a good choice to sort of put that in the tv show as well which by the way the tv show is composed all the music is composed um by sd heim from heim so that's really Woo-woo. cool um but yeah so i really really like the song and it's my under rock for this week serpents by sharon van etten maddie over to you okay my under a rock this week is called can't be bothered to be sad by Ida. Um, so I found out that these these girls are a duo from England. Um, never heard their music before. Um, this song in particular, I think it's like their latest of like four singles that they released for their like upcoming album um, Shame, which I think was released a couple of months ago. Um, and this track is quite cool. He was almost my, um, caught my ear because there's some really interesting, like, instrumental elements in this song. Like, a lot of the percussion, it, it isn't, like, what you'd normally associate with percussion. It's very much kind of, like, it sounds like they went into their kitchen and just kind of, like, grabbed yes, things and does, just started actually. shaking them and banging them. But, like, it doesn't sound like a child's, you know. <laughs> thing. Like, it sounds very refined and, like, really good. Um, and I think, like, the vocals are really, really cool. There's not a lot of, like, harmonic elements to it. Like, a lot of, like, because I think they both sing at the same time, but they're, like, octaves apart. So it's got that, like, Mm. fullness of sound, but it's not from, like, really complex harmonies, which isn't a bad thing. Um, and I think this song is quite cool. Like, the storyline is sort of about, you know, this relationship and, um... They've been going along and, you know, you've realised that this person has kind of, like, taken away your sense of 
itself and you're just kind of sitting there going like you know I know that this relationship isn't working and like I can't be bothered to be sad about it because it's you know like you've kind of come to this point um so it's quite cool and I'm excited to sort of like delve into the rest of their music because I really really do like their sound and I think it's quite quite interesting it doesn't really fit into like pop or like alternative or like it's kind of a and I think they do sort of describe themselves as like cross genre which is really interesting and I think the way that they have executed that it's really really good so yeah I I really like the lyricism in this one and especially um in the chorus where they're sort of singing like how they're lying in bed and you know they're talking about how they can't be bothered to be sad about this relationship and then they say something like but then you turn over and kiss my shoulder and then I think maybe I'm sad or maybe I'm mad Mad, yeah yeah and I I quite like that because it's it's sort of just like that internal like dialogue that you have and the way that they've played on that is really really cool um but as well like the like in terms of the production and the sonic elements I for some reason (laughs) I really like the percussion first of all it's kind of got this really cool shuffle to it I was like this is really cool um but I for some reason I was like if I feel like I'm in a jungle listening to this um (laughs) that is the weirdest comparison I've ever heard but I think we kind of talked about it more in it because it's sort of, if any, surely most of you have heard the song Africa yeah. by Toto. Yes. Um, there's that kind of, like, it's a similar sort of style with yes. the percussion, I think. So that's kind of yeah, and, maybe the connection. And the way that, like, they play with the synths and everything. Like, it, yeah. it's got these really interesting sounds in it that feels very, like, connected to nature in a way, which I think is pretty cool. And I think that sort of goes back to, like what you were saying in the beginning how like it's very sort of authentic everything that like you know in terms of the yeah just like grabbing the different things and trying to see what works but it it is a really cool song and I really like how they've executed it all yeah there's a lot of like when you sort of listen a bit harder to like all of the layers that are in it you can see there's a lot of different like percussion yeah sort of bits and pieces in there but they're all sort of layered really really well and it just it's just kind of this like it's not like a big cacophony of like this big orchestra but mm. it sounds like really detailed and it probably took forever probably um, yeah to mix so shout out to whoever produced the song <laughs> um but yeah i think the one thing that i really it's kind of like the vibe of like what they're trying to get at is this point of like apathy i think mm. and you're just at this point where like you're just don't you don't care anymore like you're not as invested as as you once were and there's you know like there's like a line where um it sort of talks about you know this person that you like that you're in a relationship you know at some point in your life like they were you know the most important thing to you and they were like the best thing that you'd ever had and then now you're at this point where you like you know you're lying next to them and you don't even really want to be there kind of Mm. thing so it's yeah it's really really interesting and i just yeah the vocals are quite quite good too so please listen to my under a rock is can't be bothered to be sad by Ida um and now we're gonna head into caught my ear um and I'll kick us off with my song and it's called dopamine by Julius Black so I brought up Julius um I think on a episode a few months ago now um with his song summer um but this one I think is his latest single off like the dopamine ep i think which was released kind of recently 
Um, and this song is very, very interesting because there's a lot of, it's very random and very scattered in terms of when certain elements are brought into the song. There's not a lot of, like, I feel like the only thing that kind of connects everything from, from point A to point B is the vocal line. And it's very, um, his vocals are really like quite soft and like really sort of toned down there's not like the you know he's not like really shouting at you or mm. anything like that but um it's really interesting i think because he sort of plays with elements of like distortion and there's like a lot of like block harmony and there's sort of like bits and pieces that kind of come in and out and and they're only for like maybe two phrases mm. like if that like you know there's this bit of distortion that kind of comes in like halfway through the chorus and then it like disappears after like two lines and then it comes back in the same spot um but then like further throughout the song there's where that distortion comes in he also like adds in these really really like layered harmonies too which kind of adds another layer of like fullness I guess or like richness and it's really cool to see how he's sort of like even though these sonic elements are really randomly placed there is also some structure to it I guess even though it does sound really scattered but it's really cool I like it yeah it's it's kind of hard to break down this song and it is talk it's about difficult. it um because there's just it, it feels chaotic, but like you said, there's a structure, it makes sense, and it sounds good, and it's executed really well. Um, but for me, like, it's just so fascinating to listen to how he sort of plays with the different samples, and, you know, thinking about placement, like, why did he put that there? Like, there's, there's some really cool, like, distortion, random, like, distorted yeah. things that are in there, and I'm like, I wonder why, like, he decided to go with that. And for me, like, that's something that I really find interesting, and... I love listening to this sort of music and trying to like break down and understand like what's happening. And there's another really cool one where um, like sort of it comes it comes in a couple of times, but the first time it comes in, you just everything sort of falls out and you just hear this like compressed strumming guitar. And yeah. it's it's so, so cool because it just feels it really like drives the song forward, like the way that they're strumming, whoever's strumming the guitar is obviously strumming really quite fast. Um, and then, like, at the end of the song, it comes back in, and then it sort of, like, starts building, and then you hear the percussion come in, you hear the beat come in, and then everything falls away. Like, that's how the song ends. Yeah. Um, which I think was also really cool, and I had a feeling it was going to do that, because, th like, throughout the song, like we were saying, it's very chaotic, and it doesn't really have, like, the sort of typical structure of, you know having a climax and falling but as like the song ends and you hear all the different elements added and you're like okay yeah this is where it's going and it's really cool i like yeah, it. yeah i really like the abrupt yes cut off. I me think too it's quite quite effective and it kind of like it we've we've mentioned this on other songs before but it kind of leaves you sort of like wanting more and it kind of gives you that taste of like oh i didn't like want that to end yeah so suddenly um but yeah i really enjoy like listening to the production i think the distortion does come in at certain like points because he wants to like highlight certain lyrics mm. and things like that and i'm sure there is 
some, you know, method to the madness there. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a really, really interesting and fascinating song. So Agreed. that is Dopamine by Julius Black. That's my Caught My Ear. Vivian, what is yours? So my Caught My Ear for this week is called Casanova by Thornhill. So Thornhill is a band I have um, brought up on the podcast before. They are an Australian metal band I guess like that's sort of like the overarching umbrella term you can use for them but um they released their debut album in 2019 I think so this is their first um release since that album and so it's quite a bit of time off um but it's really interesting song and it's quite different I think from what they've sort of brought to us before um it's sort of like this edgy fuzzy like space rock kind of song which is really interesting because I sort of said and a lot of other fans have said it reminds them of Muse the band Muse which I'm a huge fan of Muse I grew up listening to them that was very much a staple for young Vivi (laughs) growing up (laughs) Um, and I definitely heard those influences there so I thought that was really interesting but I was watching some of the Thornhill Instagram stories the other day and they were sort of saying how like Yes, they're an influence, but it actually wasn't as big as an influence as everyone sort of thinks <laughs> that they yeah. are, which is really interesting how like music works out that way. But I really, really enjoyed this song. And I think what's really cool is like um, the lead singer, Jacob, his falsetto sounds amazing uh, in this song. And he's usually like he's got quite a higher register anyway, but when you when you hear him get up there it sounds really really good especially in this song so i'm sort of excited to see if they continue down this path into like this new era but yeah yeah i did quite enjoy that part of the song to be quite honest mm. like as a whole like i wouldn't listen to it again obviously but <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously we're at that point we're now. at that point it's fine i can say it i'm not going to listen to it again um <laughs> but i think yeah i really like Again, the riff is excellent. Mm. I think it's really, really good. Um, and I think a lot of the backing sort of instrumental stuff I was really enjoying. Um, so I think there's that yeah. part of it. But yeah. yeah, the riff is really cool. It's very riff-driven. Um, but it's interesting because as the song starts as well, and this is another reason why I put it in Caught My Ear, You there is like a structure, I think, for like the first half of this song. But towards the end, like it kind of falls apart but in a good way like it kind of just goes to random places almost improv yeah (laughs) yeah especially like how the song ends as well which i think is sort of more like their sort of older stuff in terms of like a breakdown and that sort of thing but i think it's really cool how they're sort of just playing with different things here and also the solo was really really cool Mm, i really loved the effect that was on that as well but yeah um really enjoy this song really love this band so i'm excited to see what's in store for them in the future but yeah that is my court mate for this week casanova by thornhill so now normally this is where we would end the podcast but we do have another recommendation so this is from the guys over at the mere mortals podcast thanks so much thanks you guys always come through with really do the great recommendations (laughs) especially this week i'm this one has been a a really really eye-opener i think yes indeed so the song is called bird of feather by cog so the interesting thing here is that cog is an australian band from bondi yeah 
but they're a prog rock band. And what's funny is that this song came out in 2008. Yeah, 2008. So they're a bit of an older... A bit of an older, older one. one. A bit of a throwback. Throwback right? recommendation. <laughs> but this feels like this recommendation was tailored to me. Oh, totally. Specifically. <laughs> because... This is Vivian in a song, I think. It's just... It's so, like, 2000s prog rock. Oh, God, yeah. But does it so well. And I love that, like they've recommended this because it feels like it is such a like point in time where mm. I don't know if I would ever like come across this sort of song now because no. you just don't hear this sort of prog rock anymore which I think is interesting because it's so so cool I love I love it so much and specifically for me like the lead singer gives me Chris Cornell vibes from Soundgarden and I it's just that like rough rustic kind of voice which so fits this genre mm. and he just yeah he executes it so well honestly i love this song <laughs> like i was like i saw prog rock and i was like oh, i don't know if i'm gonna like it but i got down i was like jamming along it was quite good um i think i love when the percussion switches up yeah. there's this moment where um kind of like i guess you could call it a bridge or a breakdown or whatever um, the percussion switches to like double time. Yeah. And then you can hear like softly in the background, these like snares start. So it kind of sounds more like a march and then it just, yeah, like going from what it was and then to switching to that, it's quite an abrupt change, yeah. but it sounds really, really cool. And I loved that section. It was so good. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. And so different as well. Cause you just don't hear that sort of like that marching sort of rhythm yeah. in this context at all. So it was really cool to hear that. Um, but I think as well, like maybe why Maddie liked this song, it has a real singability to it. I think mm. the chorus is one of those things where it's really quite an earworm and it's kind of got that like communal feel to it where yep. like if if I heard this live or if we heard this live I feel like it would just be one of those where everyone like a big sing-along yeah type thing at a concert yeah, yeah. um oh, concerts what concerts. are those? what are they <laughs> <laughs> oh don't don't get me down in the dumps no, no I'm just gonna no. think of Wicked and yes yeah. just... <laughs> just channel that just channel that so I don't cry but no, I'm a huge fan of this recommendation. I straight away added it to my playlist because it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> to totally. a tee. Well done. Well done with the recommendation, guys. Yes, thank you, you so much, guys. Job. So yeah, the song is called Bird of Feather by Cog, but uh, thank you so much for recommending that to us, guys. Really yeah. appreciate it. But that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast fix. You can follow us on all of our social media at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's where you can send us your recommendations. We'd absolutely love to hear what you guys are listening to. If you're having a bit of a throwback, like yep. we'd love to know what you guys, what your like nostalgic sort of listening habits are send them through we'd love to hear it and let us know what you thought about our songs this week if you absolutely loved the you know craziness that was dopamine <laughs> um please let us know um and you can join us on monday for a brand new episode see you guys bye